Well, I gotta say, Ryan, it's a little odd not hearing our intro music, but this is no longer a basketball pod. This is a baseball pod. How are we doing today? Can't complain, Wyatt, doing well. It is stunning in the Twin Cities. I mean, it, it's feeling like spring. I got my fingers crossed, so I don't want to jinx it. We're probably not officially there in Minnesota. You're never officially there until you hit the second week of May, but hey, we'll, we'll take it been pretty good up here too in crookston as well so i can't complain either and uh, hopefully we have a full spring even just high school sports season you think about all these teams that are maybe worried about playing and whatnot college you know they're going to get the games in and everything but just all around we need baseball mlb is going to play this is a great time of the year yeah but like we said before Wyatt, i mean we said this may be better than ever and we'll get ratings that we'd never expect because baseball's in a lockout okay yeah they figured it out but yeah D3 baseball is still going to be great, okay? Don't let that deter you from keeping up with D3 baseball, specifically in the UMAC conference. Absolutely. With that, what do you want to do here, Ryan? We want to explain what uh, we just kind of, why we decided to do this. I think for me, it's pretty straightforward. It's a lot similar to why we did it for basketball. I don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that, absolutely. And I mean, I joked before we hopped on, but I'm going to say it here officially. You're going to lead the way. I mean, you were on the stinking diamond at every UMAC school last season and over the last chunk of years. So if you weren't leading the way, everyone would be saying, well, who cares what this Ryan guy has to say? We want to hear from the guy who was actually in the thick of it. He was on the battle line. He was in the midst of the war. We want to hear all of his takes because they're going to be a lot more valuable than my takes. Hey, uh, you you said it, not me. If you really want me to actually lead the way I can, I feel a little bit weird in the position I'm in because, you know, a year ago, less than a year ago, I was on the field, like you said, competing against some of the guys and the teams we're going to talk about. So it's going to be a little weird for me maybe at first. But, no, I mean, I certainly have some insight if you want to put it that way. And I'm going to just tell the truth. I mean, I always have when we've jumped on here, Ryan, and that will continue here throughout the baseball season. But yeah, I I think it's a high level of play. I think it's certainly grown in the years uh, here, the last four years that I've played even. Scholastica leaving the conference maybe hurts a little bit in that sense because you lose a good team like them. But overall, I think it's getting deeper and deeper. And the success we had and the run we went on, I think is a testament to that. Scholastica's had some success. Bethany's competed at the national level. They're a very good team. So, I mean, look at Crown even. They haven't gone to a tournament yet, but what they have building this year and even last year, I mean, there's a lot of top-end teams here, I think, that can compete against very high-quality opponents. So why not shed some light on it like we did for the basketball season? So for me, that's pretty straightforward why I wanted to do it. Plus, it gives an opportunity for me and you to get behind the mic and basically just talk, which uh, we obviously love doing. Yeah, absolutely. And why not keep letting it roll all the way through the sports season even though basketball is over we can keep doing this and yeah it was a heck of a ride for your club last year and it was a a lot of fun to watch you guys play so we'll see I mean we'll get into that throughout the season obviously if Northwestern can do it again and repeat but we're going to talk about each team a little bit tonight Wyatt so looking forward to that yeah absolutely so this is just to make it clear again right up front uh this is going to stay the same podcast in a sense you can find it on apple Podcasts. you can find it on our twitter we're still unlike any other uh the gmail that we used for basketball and this is probably a different audience so that's why i'm saying all of this again uh, the Gmail is uao the umac at gmail.com. We take questions, we take uh, information, stuff like that, and then on feedback, Twitter, feedback criticisms, uh, comments, constructive price, criticisms, or I, just straight up criticism. Straight That's up, fine yeah. too. I mean, we we grow know, from it. We want it. We're big boys. We can handle <laughs> it. So the DMs are open on Twitter. 
there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. So all that information can be found. It should be in the description too of this podcast and all the future ones. So uh, lots of different ways to get involved if you'd like to. So with that being said, Ryan, tonight we're just going to utilize this opportunity. Just a quick little preview, just talk about each team. We stated why we're doing it. Maybe just say something about each team. And then what we'll do is as we move into conference play here, we'll start going a little bit more in depth, which you pointed this out to me. I mean, we're about a week away, which is crazy to think we're starting conference games in a week or so. But uh, we'll, we'll go a little bit more in depth at that point on. Yeah, we will get better as we go, folks. We can promise you that we'll get more and more into the groove of things and get rolling and be at a high, high level late April into early May in the conference tournament. I, I can't wait till that time of season. But just like I said in the basketball season, why the dream is in the process. We're looking ahead and looking forward, but also staying in the moment, being where our feet are. So. Hey, this process goes a lot quicker though than the basketball season. <laughs> you, you're so you're not wrong. Yes, <laughs> we're not we're not gonna have to worry too much about that. As far as and I mean, you're gonna have to enjoy it because it goes by quick. So, uh, yeah. with with that being said, uh, you told me to lead, but uh, you got to kind of pick where we're going here. So you just tell me what uh, you want to know about each team, or if you have something to say, and we can just kind of go from there. No, I mean, yeah, what we kind of had discussed is that we're gonna go from bottom to top, and what I mean by that is looking at the preseason coaches poll that the UMAC released last month for how, again, this is what the coaches believe are going to be the standings this year in the conference. So we're going to start from the bottom and then go up to the top. And so starting off, Wyatt, I saw Northwestern play them twice, I believe, last year. Uh, Martin Luther, they are picked to finish eighth in the conference last season. Going into this season, the big thing that I'm looking for for Martin Luther, can they get some more pitching? Can they get some pitching depth to have more options after the starters knocked out of the game to keep the train moving along? Yeah, it's it's interesting with them. I think it's all around though, just even hitting and pitching. And they uh, they got their main guy Michael Fromm back. Uh, great great guy. I've enjoyed playing and competing against him. And really, their team as a whole. They're one of the nicest teams in the conference. Great coach. Love everything about their program. You go back to 2019, Ryan, they won four games in conference last year. Well, 2020 was the COVID year, so I just skip over that. Try not to remember that. Then you go to last year in 2021, they didn't get a conference win. So the big goal, I think, for them is to get back in the win column in conference play. It's different this year, as you maybe know, because with Scholastica leaving, they're doing the three-game series now instead of the two-game series. So it goes back to where traditionally you'll play a doubleheader of seven-inning games, and then you'll play a... I believe, single of a nine-inning game uh, on the weekend. It could all be nine innings. I haven't looked that far into it. But with that being the case, you get 21 opportunities instead of 16. So for them, I think it's about getting a couple of wins and getting back into the win column and getting some momentum this year. But, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see what they do this year and uh, certainly uh, try to hopefully have a little bit more success. But there's there's a lot that could be said about Martin Luther. They're great, great guys on and off the field, great program, and uh, I, I'm – find them as an easy team to cheer for and they're a very fun team to play against as well that's gonna be something Wyatt that we're gonna have to talk about throughout the season because I was actually just looking at some schedule stuff over the weekend and like wait we're playing one Friday night game and then you turn around the next day and you play a double dip against the same team I mean by late in the afternoon the next day especially if you've already had two tight matchups and then you got another one going on I mean I'm not predicting anything, but the tensions could raise a little bit. It's a lot different than what these guys have experienced in the past. I mean, in your four years at Northwestern, you never played the same team three times over the span of less than 24 hours, did you? 
No, nope, and this is how they used to do it uh, back when my brother played. So this is not new to the conference. They've just gone away from this, and now they're going back to it. And I kind of like this a little bit better, actually. I wish I would have got the opportunity to play in this kind of a setting. Not well, that... you, you still have some eligibility if you want to come back next I year. I two more years, technically, <laughs> actually, so who knows. I uh, My athleticism is completely gone, Ryan, at this point. It's not. It happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us. You know, I could have pulled a Tom Brady and not really retired and said I was coming back this year, and then, you know, it would have been like You I still can. Retired, but... You no, can keep people no. waiting. Keep the door open for next season. Yeah, yeah, well, hey, you never say never, right? I mean, I'll just keep saying that for the rest of my life and then uh, who knows what will happen but uh, anyways that's that's what I see with Martin Luther and yeah it'll be interesting with the new schedule as well I think with more opportunities they'll have a chance to get a couple wins there from New Ulm to downtown Minneapolis the North Central Rams Wyatt last season picked up four UMAC wins they are slotted in the number seven slot in the preseason coaches poll yeah, they're, they're, this is going to be an interesting one as well because I don't know, you probably haven't had a chance to look at their schedule or anything. They've only played two games up to this point, and I think they only have like two or three more non-conference games the rest of the year that I saw on their schedule. So this is a very shortened schedule for them this year. And with that being the case, I mean, they're starting UMAC play here in about a week or so. Can they avoid a slow start? That's what I'm looking at for them because if they can and they can actually get off to a decent start, I think they could have some success. If they get off to a tough start here early in the season as these other teams have continued to play more and more games than they have, I think it's going to be a challenge for the Rams this year. So I'm keeping an eye early in the conference season on them. Uh, Nothing too crazy to note as far as players go, I would say, against them. I mean, they've had some guys that could really swing it in the past that uh, I, I, you know, had the – honor of playing against obviously so I don't know if they're going to be able to have any of that this year per se but uh, the biggest thing just looking at this team's schedule for me at least that stood out Ryan was that they don't have very many non-conference games so I'll see if that ends up coming back to bite them a little bit yeah I would say I mean this is totally speculation but I'm guessing that wasn't their design to say that we don't want to play a lot of games leading into UMAC play I don't know why that would be the case but obviously there can be so many factors in not getting those games played, but that's a team that I have my eye on, Wyatt, because the first UMAC game I'm going to call is next week on Tuesday, Reynolds Field, Eagles and Rams. So it's, and you're, it's coming and up you're real looking soon. forward to it. You're, you're, you're I, just chomping I, at the bit. I'm jumping out of my seat right now. I cannot wait. So, yes, North Central slotted in at number seven. All right, moving up the ladder, we now head across the border to Ashland, Wisconsin, the Lumberjacks. Looking to hack this season and take some knocks at it. They had four conference wins as well last year, just like the Rams did. Northland College, Wyatt, has 22 new players into the program in just the last year and a half. So we're going to see a lot of new faces for Coach Snow's club. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was literally what I put down is there's a lot of names I don't recognize on this team. So to me... Looking at them, Ryan, I think this is maybe a start of a buildup or towards something. So I don't necessarily see them having a ton of success this season, but a lot of guys that are new to the program, like you said, so maybe get them in a year or two here and then see what you have to work with from there. But I would be shocked if this is a playoff team by the end of the year. I just I, I think there's a lot to overcome with that. Also, I got a note with them. They got one of the weirdest fields I've ever played on up there. So who knows? I mean, maybe they can steal some wins up there. It's just a weird place because, I mean, we obviously won the conference last year. I think we played two very close games with them, if I'm remembering correctly, at their place last year. 
And uh, it's just, it, it, there's something different about uh, Ashland, Wisconsin, I guess, because it is a weird, weird place, and it just was a weird vibe all day. So maybe they can get some wins up there if they get their home games in. I don't know what their field condition is like, obviously. But, uh, yeah, another team that I would say they're probably properly put in the standings. Well, Wyatt, for you know, some of those common folks like myself who don't really know the conference that well as far as each location for where the squads play, what makes it tough for a road club coming into Northland College? I mean, what? why is it tough it's, to play it's, there? It's a mystery. It honestly is, Ryan. Like, no, like this is a thing. What, I mean, you're walking well into the known. Bermuda Triangle? Like, what's going on here? Hey, the B- Bermuda Triangle is well figured out at this point, so I'm not, okay. I'm not, I don't buy into that conspiracy theory. But uh, no, it just, it... It's like this field that's just kind of out there. Their softball field is next to it. I only played there last year. We always would just host them because we had the turf. That's what ended up happening at a lot of these places. But it's just, I don't know, there's something about it. I made an error. The first play of the game, I remember, I was at second second base last year. I made an error to start the game. Unbelievable. Their, their field sucks, by the way. Let me just be completely honest. Terrible hop. Nothing nothing I could do. I'm just going to stand by that. And their bench <laughs> yells out, welcome to Lumberjack Field. <laughs> That's 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 how you know that's what's going on Love in it. Northland. It is a uh, it's a different uh, environment, let's just say. So we also turned a triple play up there last year. So that's uh, wow. It was an just, air on the first play by your Gold Glove second baseman, well, who's yeah, a leader about, in the field, and then that, you turn a triple play later on. That's that's unbelievable. I don't know about the first part, but uh, <laughs> the second part did happen, and uh, that was that was one of the highlights of the season as well. So yeah, it's it, it's a weird place. You just kind of have to be there to experience it. It sounds like to me, Wyatt, when you travel to Ashland, Wisconsin this season, it is a character-building opportunity for clubs across the conference. More or less, yes. I mean, I think it's a well-known fact. It's just kind of a weird place, or at least we know it is from being there. And it was something that we talked about before heading up there. And then guys who play there for the first time, you're like, oh, yeah, it, it kind of is. So, anyways... Alrighty, moving on. Slated in the number five slot in the preseason coaches poll, the Minnesota Morris Cougars. They won five conference contests last season. Third year head coach Matt O'Brien looking to keep them tight. Wyatt, we know you mentioned earlier, I think you should provide some context. How many teams? make it into the playoffs at the end of the season? Well, and again, I haven't looked to see if they changed it. I don't know why they would, but it would be five if they're just doing it traditionally. Yeah. Again, basketball ended up switching to the full eight halfway through the season, so I don't know if there's anything in store like that for baseball. But as of now, I'm planning on there being five. So they would be, and I expect them to make it, and I actually would have them in front of Superior, if I'm being honest. I wow. Think Is it because of those returners? Is that why? I was going to say, they got a lot of guys coming back. I see that they're actually hitting very well early in the season. I don't know. I think this is a team that maybe even underachieved a little bit last year. So I, I think Morris is tougher than people give them credit for, and I think they have a chance to do something special this year and even be a little bit of a dark horse near the top. Now, I'm not saying they're going to hit those top three that we'll get to in a little bit, but I would have them at the start of this season in front of Superior. No, I'm not going to do this for every team, I promise, Wyatt, but I have to know, at a complex where you have the iconic Big Cat Stadium is it Big Cat Field, or, or what? what's the complex called out there in Morris? Yeah, no, their, their field, we uh, ended up playing at a different place last year because their field wasn't ready to go. 
I, I can't remember if it had rained or what the problem was, but we ended up playing somewhere else. Their actual field that they play on, you look out into right field and you'll see a cow probably in like this pasture <laughs> or something. Again, I, I just being honest, it's uh, there's better complexes out there, uh, but it's it's it does not have a signature name that I'm aware of, like the big big cat field for the football field. So you're. You're saying, and I'd have to look at the schedule here, but if Northwestern is going out to Morris and the graduate Keegan Verco gets a hold of one he could and has cow. one of those signature bat flips, could he hit a cow? No, I, uh, they should be playing. We should get them at home this year because uh, technically we played there last year. So okay. I, I would assume it switches. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember for sure, but it's it's another one of those fields. I'll just be honest. It's it's not the greatest field. I, I'm trying to just be honest here, Ryan. Like I said, I would be. I appreciate that. And they you're right. You're on the button. They're at Reynolds Field this season, not out in Morris. We had an inning there my sophomore year. I think we made five errors in one inning. Oh, no. At Morris. It was incredible. Unbelievable. It was incredible. And that's what sucks, too, is because everybody always – gives us the crap too when we play on the road or make a mistake they're like uh you're not used to playing on dirt huh or they make some sort of comment yeah. like that because we have the turf field so that's yeah no it's always i remember that but... i remember that from the teams outside of the umac late last season uh one team in particular who i will not name here but their uh their guys in the press conferences were constantly mentioning that uh they did not like that it wasn't a dirt infield so yeah those guys uh <laughs> yeah, good good for them <laughs> Okay, if that's it on Morris, we can uh, move on to the next one. And now we're in the top half wide, all right? These are the teams that are expected to be solidly, again, there's five teams, okay, but in the field, in the UMAC playoffs. And all these teams we're going to talk about were in the UMAC playoffs last season. Number four, you're giving them some flack already, and we didn't even get to them. The UW Superior Yellow Jackets slated in the number four slot last season. They were in that playing game in the UMAC tournament, they were able to take down Crown and advance into the traditional four teams, well, if you will. I was going to say, let me be clear. I'm not trying to give them flack by any means. I just see Morris in front of them going into this year. I think that's more enough. about yep. Morris than what it does about them. It's just bulletin board material, okay? For Jackets players or supporters who are listening, that's all it is, all right? That's all it is. Yeah, and I guess all I would say about them is can their leadership and experience take uh, them to the next level? I mean... They've got guys I know, like, for instance, Bryce Flanagan's. He's a very good player there. He's uh, he's off to a little bit of a tougher start this year, but he was my grade. Uh, I actually played him in high school because he went to Brainerd, and I think we – it might have been a scrimmage or something, but uh, they were in our section. and So I uh, had some experience playing against him, and he's back for his fifth year, his COVID year, if you will. So they got a guy like him. They've got uh, Mike Rodriguez back, another one that – I swear he's been there, and this is something me and uh, Carl Lindo, who uh, obviously was our catcher last year, he's not back this year. We think he's been there like seven years, and we can't figure it out. So we might need to get Mike on the pod and figure out what's going on there. But he's back for another year, and so they have some experience. I don't know if you saw the UMAC uh, Player of the Weeks that came out uh, earlier today, but uh, your guy from Chaska got the Pitcher of the Week. And you know who I'm alluding to. I was uh, gonna say when you're going down the line, if you don't miss, if you don't mention Mr. Ryan Rodriguez, I'm and I was gonna say, so. I'll just say right now, uh, Sir Rodriguez, thank you for what you did in postseason by knocking Crown out because those guys, just with the matchup we had, and like with what our strategy was, because people forget Bryce Crab didn't play in the UMAC uh, tournament. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah. So otherwise, we probably would have pitched Bryce in the first round. But just with how we ended up working it out with Phil and everything. Uh, 
Crown probably is a better hitting team than Superior, right? I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that, even just with what they've done here in the first two weeks of the season is pretty remarkable. So it actually worked out better for us to play Superior than it did Crown. So we were pulling for Superior and he delivered. So uh, I got to give him a big thank you for that, uh, you know, if if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So uh, he he's an ace. I mean, he is. And, and so you got one ace who can beat, I would say, if he's on his game, anybody in the conference on any given night. You have some experienced players. Superior is a team to keep an eye on, no question. I just... Well- and in the wild card, Wyatt, though, with all that being said, they got a first year head coach. I mean, it's something great to walk into to have all that experience, but he even more so is going to lean on those upperclassmen, the guy who guys who have been there forever, like you said, and you know, kind of be like, you got to be a coach alongside me because I've never done this before in this role. I wonder what happened to their guy then that was there. Huh? I didn't know that. First year head coach T.J. Oaks taking over at Superior, according to what I'm reading right now, which okay. I, I'm going to trust is correct. We would hope so, but uh, anyway, we've been over this before in the basketball season. Well, yeah, some yeah, info was... on the conference website, but it's a new season. We're not making any assumptions. It's a new season, and we're moving on. All right, let's go to the top three. Alrighty, in the number three slot, and there is maybe a little bit of controversy here. A lot of people think this is razor tight, but again, these numbers are how the coaches voted it in the preseason poll. The Crown College. Storm. They are loaded in the lineup, Wyatt. Led the state of Minnesota for all D3 programs in the state with home runs last season. Coach Ryan Donahue in his fifth season at the helm. I will hand it over to you. What do you have to say about the Storm? So Crown was number three in the poll, correct? Yes. I would agree with that. I would have Bethany at number two. And like you said, it is razor thin. And I think Crown has a lot they're building off of. And, yes, their lineup is just nasty. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. What I will say, though, is when they face good pitching, they run into problems like any good hitting team would. So the big question mark for Crown, and you would agree, Ryan, I'm sure, is has their pitching improved? Are they going to get enough out of their pitching to where they could actually win the conference or compete with even Northwestern and Bethany? You know what I mean? Because Northwestern and Bethany, I would say, definitely have a better pitching rotation this season again than crown does just based on looking at the name so does crown have anything we aren't aware of or have their guys that they brought back improved is really the big question yeah. for them no that's that's the same question that i was going to bring up wide and much like what we talked about moments ago with superior their ace of the staff is an old guy who's been there for a long time eric newman's another guy in the conference who feels like he's been here for a really really long time he's a graduate out of buffalo he's their ace okay unquestionably he's gonna have to be really good but what happens after that was talking to some sources this weekend, and the name to watch out for to climb into that number two role, the big six foot six hurler out of Mississippi, Tyler Van Sice. The name Van to watch Sice. to step step into that rotation. That that name doesn't ring a bell for you that you guys played him last year. Uh, no. Okay. Should it? No, I well, I'm going to try to find out here maybe if he pitched against Northwestern last year, but I don't know if I'll be able to find that out or not. But no, that's that's the huge question for me. Why after Newman? What does their pitching staff look like, especially against the top half of the conference? If you're playing against a Bethany or if you're playing against a Northwestern or a Superior, how do those other arms fare against those best teams in the conference? Yeah, because, I mean, there's no doubting that they uh, they have a lineup that is deadly. But even when we played them last year, we ended up – we played them four times, and it, there was a game that was a high-scoring game. We had a couple low-scoring games with them. So, I mean, they can play any style. But the problem is when you only let up – I think we beat them three to one 
to clinch the regular season conference title, you only let three runs. You got to be able to beat Northwestern. That's just that. That's the bottom line with that lineup. I mean, the lineup they have this year was, I would say, probably just as good or close to what we had last year. And so if you're only letting three runs, you have to be able to win the game. And when they face good pitching, sometimes they get shut down. So I don't know. It's interesting with them. Can they have that kind of success again this year with Newman and those other guys? I think they can, but they're going to have to do it at a very consistent clip against these top teams. And that's where it becomes a big question mark. Well, and I mean, this is a question I'm sure we'll talk about a lot this season, Wyatt, but I've always been in one camp firmly. When push comes to shove at the top of a conference in college baseball or if we're talking at the professional level, what wins out? Top-tier pitching or top-tier hitting? Um, Over the course, like... Let's say it's a seven. Let's say it's a seven-game series in the World Series, and you have the best pitching team in baseball and the best hitting team in baseball. If you want to put it that way. See, that's just so tough because if the pitchers are on, it's the pitching. Like the best pitching beats the best hitting, in my opinion. Amen. I've always been in that camp forever. Yes. If a pitcher is in an absolute groove, and there's, and that's interesting because I think a lot of people would disagree and say the other way, but I actually think the best pitching would beat the best hitting if they're on. Sometimes there's just only so much you can do. In the best rotations in the playoffs, we see it in baseball all the time wide. It's not, you know, just one guy. You got a tank, you know, if you have like a mad bum who's the MVP, he can go super deep and then come back and throw out of the bullpen and whatnot. But yeah, exactly. Pitching's got the advantage when it starts, okay? It's really hard at the professional level and college level, every level, to hit good pitching. That is way harder to square that up than pitching... I'm not saying it's not, you know, hard and difficult, but I in that argument I go pitching a hundred times out of a hundred. The best pitching beats out the best hitting. I agree. So that's that's what it comes down to, I think, for Crown is will they get the production they need from those guys? But yeah, some of their power numbers are insane. They can hit the ball, but again, when they face good pitching, they will struggle. So they're gonna have to have it from their pitchers as well. Alrighty, so that squad right next to them, the two in conversation by what a lot of people are speculating coming into the season to challenge Northwestern and be that next contender, Bethany Lutheran, picked to finish second in the conference last season. They fell to Scholastica in the semifinals in the conference tournament. Coach Ryan Craig in his 18th season at the helm, Wyatt, they have Five guys in their lineup back, and you mentioned the main thing, three of their big guns in the starting rotation back this season for the Vikings. Yeah, and that's why right there, first and foremost, I would have Bethany in front of Crown is the pitching. They've got a couple guys back, and then they've also got some guys back as well in the lineup. And uh, so this is a team, they were picked first last year because they won the year before, so rightfully so, to defend their title – they would even tell you, I think, Ryan, they underachieved last year. You know, they weren't even in the UMAC Conference Championship game. So yep. they're out for a little bit of revenge this year. I think they're highly motivated. Uh, coach Craig's a great coach. Uh, I've had a chance to talk to him once or twice. I think he's a great guy as well. And I I, I think Bethany's going to have a lot of success this year. I think it'll be very interesting to see what this team does. But they, they probably have, outside of Northwestern, the most upside, in my opinion, in this conference, just based on what they have pitching-wise. They just didn't get it last year. It was just a tough year for them, and I, I see it going a little bit differently this year. And, and we saw that already. They beat St. John's this year, who Northwestern actually lost to earlier today, and then they're in the middle of game two right now. We may be able to get a live score update. They're, they're up 1-0, so the Eagles are up 1-0, I believe, unless that's not the latest update. 
Yeah, it's still 1-0. So still 1-0. And uh, so we got Northwestern up on uh, St. John's right now, 1-0. And Bethany beat St. John's earlier this year. So I think, Ryan, that shows you the upside potentially for the Vikings and just what they could do in this conference. And traditionally, they have had success and won it in the past. Yeah, and I think, you know, you bringing up, Wyatt, that you don't have a lot of questions with the arms coming back. I mean, you say, oh, it, it wasn't quite at the level it needed to be last year. I mean, the team they fell short to is Scholastica. In their first game of the UMAC tournament, they lost 3-2. And the semis, it was 2-1. I remember both those games because, you know, Northwestern hosted the UMAC tournament and got to broadcast all those games. Their pitching was pretty doggone good, and those games were close down to the wire. What I want to ask you is, out of those arms coming back, Who's the ace of the staff? Who's the go-to? Is it well, Adam Fierstead? you would probably think it's Fierstead, but I don't... Okay. I mean, Curtis is very good as well. It's it's one of those two, I would say, for sure. And it's just kind of on any given night, depending on, you know, which one is feeling it, I guess is what I would say. I, I don't know. I, I faced both of them. I actually thought... I mean, Curtis pitched well against us last year, so that's maybe why I have this opinion. But I thought he was probably their best pitcher last year so I'd maybe say him and lean that way but Fierstead is just as good yeah some pitching and some hitting back I mean you can't complain with that and I could go on and on but Hunter Pierce behind the dish is one of the best I'd say defensively in the conference as far as keeping that pitching staff in line and you know keeping the runners in line on base and then Ross Beamer in center field I mean he he's fun to watch making some highlight real catches so yeah they got a lot of talent yeah, I won't, won't be able to say anything on the catching aspect because Coach Sage would never let me steal, so I never got a chance to ke- <laughs> test these catchers' arms. So, And all you guys were stealing last year. I mean, you were stealing left and right, but I guess in practice you just didn't show off the wheels enough. There wasn't will, enough trust. I will have to look up my numbers from last year, not not when we're on this pod, but I actually think I uh, I had a pretty good rate. Yeah. Still, but, you sound just a little bitter, just a little bit. No, no, I'm just hoping he maybe listens to this so we can have a conversation about it sometime. But anyways, no, I think uh, Bethany's got a good chance this year to do something. I think Crown does as well, but both of them, they're in that second tier, and I would say Northwestern, who we're going to talk about now, Ryan, is definitely in that first tier. And what's the biggest reason why, if you had to dumb it down to one Well, thing. let me just put it this way. We weren't losing in the conference tournament last year when we were on a mission. It wouldn't have mattered who we played, and a big reason for that was pitching. Look at what we had last year. I mean, our number three and four was Phil and Luddy, and that's Philip Wall and Sam Ludzak, and Phil's gone this year, but Ludzak's back as the number three because you got Borma and Crab out there. It's just ridiculous, the pitching that they have. And like I said, the lineup this year, I, I haven't seen some of these guys play, but for the most part, knowing what I know, they're just as good this year as they were last year, theoretically. No, they can't be. I mean, you're not in the lineup. Simo's not in the lineup. Lindo's not in the lineup. I mean, you can't replace that. Hey, hey, Simo was a big loss. I don't necessarily know if I would qualify myself as a huge, huge loss in all, that lineup. All-time walks leader in Northwestern baseball program history, Wyatt Morrell. Just need to throw that out there. Yeah, they, Get on any way. I'm not talking like you got to club the ball to the hey, fence or over the fence every time. If they weren't going to throw strikes, I'm not going to swing. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's just the way it works, but... No, I just I look at him this year, and I think uh, that lineup, I mean, with Sam Peterson coming back and deciding to play another year, I think that was a huge boost for him. Bryce Crabb, with the way he's been hitting early this year and just knowing what we know off of him, I mean, 
I've said this before. I think he's got a, a pretty good chance to potentially be a candidate up there for the Midwest regional team, uh, all team by the end of the year. If he continues to do what he's done early this year, you got uh, Keegan Verco, obviously broke our single season home run record. I mean, I could go on and on. There's a lot of guys. Aaron Severson's another one. Those are just some of the big guys that returned. There's other guys that came in this year that can also swing it pretty well also. So, I mean, I don't know. This is a scary Northwestern team, and knowing the success we had last year, uh, it'd be very interesting to see what they're able to do this year. There's no question they're the team to beat. Well, yeah, and I was going to say, Wyatt, I mean, that's different. Like you mentioned last year with Bethany being picked to win the conference, there is no question that the Eagles have a target on their back heading into this season. And that changes things. As you go throughout the season, I mean, we hear all the times in sports why, oh, we're just focused, you know, each game is its own championship, and that's all we care about, each game moving forward. And sure, you can say that and you can believe that, but they can't totally dumb out all of the outside noise. Well, remember, Ryan, and maybe there's people that are crossing over from basketball to baseball, but when we interviewed the big O, Owen Borma, what would that have been, two weeks ago roughly or something like that? And he mentioned, because we asked him about that, I said, what's the feel like there? Because I would have to assume there are some expectations. And he said, yeah, there is. And it it is a little different. And uh, he thought they were handling it well. But it's not something you can just completely ignore. I mean, you're well aware of what you're supposed to do. And I'd have to listen back, White, but I think he even went as far as to say, like, we embrace that. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Like, there's good problems to have in all phases of life. And in sports, that's a great problem to have is to feel that pressure because you've earned the pressure. Why you only get to feel pressure in sports if you've earned it. And the Eagles have pressure on them, and they're going to feel it throughout the season from this whole conference. Yeah, and you're exactly right. It's it's looking at it from what he said was – that means you're winning and putting yourself in a position to do something that hasn't been done before. And the program's in a position where it hasn't been before. It just is. I mean, we were one run away from going to the College World Series last year. That was a first, obviously. There was a lot of firsts last year, and now they have a chance to build off of that and do even more. So it's an exciting time for Northwestern baseball. But I'll say it, if they don't come ready to play, they could easily get beaten. Their season could uh, not go the way they want it to. So they do have to, they're going to have to earn it again. It's not going to be yep. given by any means, but they are without a doubt the favorite and uh, they're, they're going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, we, uh, we could be seeing another conference tournament at Reynolds Field in May. Obviously, time will tell, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if we're back there. And let's just hope that we got great weather that weekend which why am i even talking about that now i mean it's so you know, far away yeah i mean just you're, you're getting excited <laughs> but it's like you always say enjoy the process ryan so yes yeah i will i will don't worry so anyways that's uh, kind of what i would say about each team just as a little preview we'll dive more into it here as we move ahead and uh, obviously we'll we'll do some things as well like we did for our basketball pod with uh, just different talks, and I don't know if we're going to have fantasy or anything like that, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll be in the works here, and we'll figure That's something out. That's a topic out. for the production meeting, undoubtedly. Yeah, we, we have a lot of ideas that we're going to be throwing out, so we're, we're excited to and, move forward. And a reminder, Wyatt, if you listening have ideas as well, or please, 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 if you have information on your squad that would help for the pod, what do we always say, Wyatt? You can make this better. We want your interaction to make this thing better because if we don't get it, sure, Wyatt and I will still shoot the breeze, but it's not as fun. It's more fun for you listening if you provide us with that insider information. Obviously, don't give away anything that you shouldn't be giving it away. We're not we're not saying that. But anything that would help us and give us a wider context, UAOTheUMAC at gmail.com or just search at UAOTheUMAC on Twitter. Unlike any other of the UMAC, you will find us. And just saying, Ryan, too, 
as I got a little frog in my throat here, but uh, like you mentioned with that, the people that did get us information, their teams ended up getting a little bit more time that we talked about because yep. we had more info You're to right. go on. So You're if right. you want us to talk about you more, give us some insight and some information, and we will be more than happy to discuss it. I could not have said it better myself, and uh, I don't know how many more things that we need to touch on for this pod. This is just a taste of it, but as you mentioned, Wyatt, I mean... We're staring at the calendar, and conference season is right around the corner. I think we're going to make some predictions once we get to that point and officially get into conference play, but this thing's only going to get better. We're going to build it brick by brick and continue to change our best as we move forward throughout this season. Absolutely. So with that, I think we're good to end this intro pod for baseball, but it's still unlike any other, the UMAC. It's just a different sport, and we're looking forward to continuing this moving forward. So we'll be back here in the near future with another episode, a full preview of conference season maybe, some game picks, stuff like that. There's going to be a lot in the works. So be uh, ready for that, stay in tune for that, and we will catch you next time on Unlike Any Other, the UMAC.